And my brain immediately switched back into saying to me that I needed that thing. I was like, oh, that would be great. <laughs> like, I, w- I think that our lives would be better for having that thing. But because I've obviously spent the last four years kind of training myself to um, to not give in to those impulses, um, I was able to kind of step back and think, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't need it. And I know I'll forget about it as soon as I've walked out of the shop. And I know I could buy it secondhand if I wanted to. So it's, it's definitely a difficult thing for people to change their mindset on. Hello and welcome to another episode of Good For Profit. Today's guest with us is Jessica Potter, the co-founder at Used and Loved, otherwise known as the Skyscanner for secondhand shopping. It's a pretty brilliant concept that brings secondhand shopping to everybody, democratizes it. Um, We talk a lot about the founding, the story behind it, um, how she co-founded it with her partner. And we'll touch on a little bit on investment within the purpose-driven startup world. We touch on circular economy and talk about that for a bit as well. And there are quite a few other things that we talk about that are really interesting and hopefully uh, our listeners will love. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Hi, Jess. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Very excited to have you here today with us. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. No, absolutely. It's, it's, it's really our pleasure. I um, looked at some of the stuff that you're doing. It looks amazing. And I literally cannot wait to kind of dive deeper into what you do. Um, do you want to maybe give a very quick introduction? Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, Use the Loved and just, just very briefly. And then I want to dive a little bit deeper and ask a couple of questions around it. Sure. Yeah. So just really briefly, I'm Jess. I'm the co-founder of Used and Loved and I've set it up with my partner, Davey. Um, it really briefly it's the sky scanner for secondhand shopping so it basically means that you can shop all of the secondhand web in one place um which i can explain in more detail in a bit i love that that is so brief to the point that's amazing i th- <laughs> i feel like you're gonna worked on that right and you tried sort of yeah yeah that's amazing i really really like it it's uh, very straightforward very self-explanatory uh, and i love that you've used the kind of like you know the x for y approach the sky scanner for whatever that's that's brilliant um it, it does really look amazing and i i want to dive more into kind of how it works and what it does and so on but I like to start with a bit more around the why to begin with, just to kind of understand a bit more about what drove you to do this. Um, so my understanding is that you co-founded this with uh, who is now your partner, right? Yes. And yeah, well, he was my partner before. And then, oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah. And, and some, the idea came up in Glastonbury, is that, is that right? So uh, me and Davey met in Glastonbury at 2000, in 2014. Um, and before we met, we were both the complete opposite to what we were what we're like now so we didn't know or care about the environment we you know just ate meat every day for every meal pretty much and we um yeah you know lived a disposable life me more than Davey because I'm you know stereotypical I just used to love shopping and I'd spend all my money on new clothes all the time and just I just didn't care about the side effects um so when we met we just both immediately started going on this journey together where we started to learn more, understand more about sustainability and the effects that, you know, our lives had on the environment. Um, So it started with reducing how much meat we ate um, and going on that journey was a struggle, not just reducing meat, but like reducing shopping and trying to have less of an impact. I just haven't found it easy, to be honest, because I 
did really love <laughs> all those things, eating me and cooking food, all of that stuff was just easier. Everything for me is just, just easier. So I've been on a journey and I've got lots to share with people about tips that I've learned about how to make that journey easier. Because if you are taking that journey for sustainability reasons, you don't have to love the journey, but you can love the end. <laughs> um, so anyway, so when we were deciding you know, we got to a point in our relationship where we're deciding whether to have children or not. Um, We really weren't sure whether to have children because we were trying to cut down our carbon footprint. So adding humans to the planet just seemed really counter what we were trying to do. Um, So when we did decide to have children, we knew that one big thing that we could do to reduce that impact was to only buy secondhand for them. Um, And that's when we just realised how tough it is to not buy new. There's so much to... to stop you you know there's so much friction and there's so many um hurdles to jump over to really be dedicated enough to to not buy new because it's so tempting to go down the easy route um and then one night I was just kind of writing down in my invention book because I have a little pad of inventions because whenever I'm going to sleep I just get these wild crazy ideas and I wrote down the yeah, definitely. It's when my brain is just processing everything. Um, so I wrote down the idea for Used and Loved. And back then it was just basically really basic, obviously, where we could just bring all the secondhand websites into one website like Skyscanner and just be able to search them all at once. Because it's great, obviously, that the secondhand... And luckily, obviously, Davey is a um, developer. So he was able to say we could actually build that and and also that we can make money from it because we knew that it would be a business that would need our full-time attention and so it would need to be something that we could actually earn money from and survive on to be able to give it what it needed so we can we earn money through affiliate links so if somebody buys something through our website then we earn money through that um There's but for yeah profit that's, as well right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So it, it needs to be sustainable for us, you know, um, as a family, because we now have two children to support as Congratulations well. Congratulations on the two children, by the Thank way. Thank you incredible. very much. I, I, I think, <laughs> am I right in thinking that you stuck with two because you thought, you know, two will replace two and then at least a yeah. net zero thing, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. And yeah. plus having two, I don't know how anybody has more. <laughs> really hard <laughs> work. Anyone, really. <laughs> wow. I would, ha- I have no idea what that's like yet, but I do know quite a few parents and yeah, I, uh, I think the the first time someone has children, you can tell by their eyes, just, you know, by yeah. <laughs> the lack of sleep pretty much that they have for that first year or however long it takes. Yeah. Yeah. But We're yeah. just coming out of that now. We've got a four and a two year old and Brilliant. they're sleeping through the night. And, oh, that's yeah, amazing. Uh, that's amazing. Seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, congratulations <laughs> on making it through to the other side. Thank you. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, a couple of things. So I kind of sensed a little bit of um, hesitation, if you don't mind me kind of going into this a little bit, when you were sort of saying around uh, the fact that it is a profitable business and the fact that, you know, like you, you need to support yourself. And I kind of felt like you sort of almost feel like you kind of need to justify it a little bit to yourself. Do you feel like there's kind of a bit of pressure on you, given the, the field that you're in and what you're doing, that, you know, do people kind of expect that this should be an organization that's non-profit, for example? So the journey of us building Used and Loved and figuring out all of this and getting to this point has been four years. So since when we decided to have children, which is before Wilson was born. Um, so, yeah, so at the very beginning, I was really battling with the fact that, you know, 
we should do this as a charity surely like if we're trying to do something good for the planet then it should be just no profit and all of that kind of stuff and when we were going down the route of looking into fundraising I was speaking to our advisors and I was saying like is it okay for us to say that some of the money that we'll get will go on our salary like we can just ask for like a really really tiny bit like just to survive um but since I've kind of gone on four years I've realized that actually it's completely okay for it to be a for-profit business um because it has to be sustainable like we can't be thinking like can we afford to buy food for our children because then we'll be making bad business decisions but also the other side of it is that we want to be for profit and we want to make as much profit as possible because we want to use that profit to reinvest into other businesses that also want to do good um so we want used enough to do as well as it can obviously but we also do really want to help shape the future of the planet basically in as many ways as possible and that can be through the profit from the business so it doesn't have to be all um you know a negative yeah. connotation to be no to no have absolutely <laughs> I, I mean I, th- I think from the name of the podcast you can you can imagine that that you know I'm very much a proponent of the of profitable good profitable businesses because like you said, I, I think it's very important to balance the two together. And, you know, not for not for profit is great, uh, but in some ways you could argue that good for profit is even better because then, you know, usually the people who, who people who normally start this kind of business, you know, like a good for profit business, they're usually ethically driven as well. And so the profits will probably have a net positive impact um, more, more so than it probably would if it was just a non, a non-profit. And then again, as well, you have more freedom, right? As a limited company and, and so on, you can you have a lot more freedom with what you can do um, and less bureaucracy to deal with and stuff like that. I mean, we, I, well, I suppose we need to get into that here for now. Um, but what I'm also really interested in is kind of, you know, you sort of mentioned a lot around making a positive impact for the future. You went through a journey yourself to kind of discover that actually to make the future better, brighter and so on. Was it just wanting to build a better future for your children that drove that or is there something else there that kind of drives you to want to make this positive so it was bigger than just our children so it the future does scare me for what the children what the future looks like for our children which is a big driver because we want to have as big an impact as possible with youth and loved um but also just the the planet and everybody else's children and everybody else's children's children it it actually does terrify me you know what it could potentially look like if everything stays on course so I think that there is a huge need for drastic change um so at the moment 26 people 26 percent of people in the UK shop secondhand um which is great and that's rapidly increasing that's obviously a huge amount of people um and I know people in my family who a few years ago would never have dreamed about buying anything secondhand and even they are changing so there is a monumental shift um but there's still 74 percent or whatever the figure is um of people who don't ever buy secondhand and so for the people who do want to make a difference to make that journey for them as easy as possible so that they do it more often i think is where we can help the most because um even for people like I said we were really determined to only buy secondhand for our children for all the stuff that babies need but even I found it really hard (laughs) to not buy new so you know I know that there's so many people out there who really do care about the planet and really do want to make a difference but if something's just too tricky (laughs) and too frustrating they're not going to do it you know so um that's why we want to really make it better 
uh, sorry, and the hard element of that is that just searching around, knowing where to go, where to find stuff, was that the hardest part for it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's so many websites and the fact that the secondhand market is booming is excellent. But the more it booms, the more platforms there are for people to list their secondhand stuff and the more hiding places basically for all of these things to be listed which makes it harder for you to find what you're looking for so um yeah so with our website it means that you can do one search see all the results across all the different main websites like ebay oxfam and soon to be gumtree vintage spark you know all of the main ones but also like hundreds of other smaller independent secondhand sellers that you would never have found otherwise. Um, it's like all about discovery and, you know, showcasing all these different places you can look. Basically. Wow. So you're supporting very local um, small groups as well as, you know, bigger yes. brands. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because we want them to thrive and survive because it is difficult to, as you know, get, get making profit. <laughs> um, so we want to support these small independent sellers and give them the exact same space and visibility as the big big people like eBay, for example, um, so that they have as good of a chance as possible because the more they sell, the more likely they're going to keep selling and sell more. I think there's this, this massive feedback loop, basically, positive feedback loop of our website being successful, meaning that people will sell more, like I said, and people will then have more option of more stuff to buy. So the people buying will have more option and it will just keep feeding into each other and more and more people will buy and sell and it will just be That's heaven. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, that, sounds, that actually sounds incredible. Um, and and there is a lot of secondhand goods out there that people don't need. Is that is that right? Do, yeah, do you think, so much. Do you think you're also driving a feedback loop in the way that, <clears throat> excuse me, you're actually encouraging people to think about the stuff that they might not need that they want to sell in a way as well so like you know for for me i'm sure that i, I try to keep my wardrobe fairly minimal uh but if i go through i'm sure i'm going to find stuff that i just don't use i don't need and i probably should give to a charity shop right yeah definitely. And, and it's kind of encouraging that sort of thing as well right yeah so if you're um somebody who buys secondhand stuff online <clears throat> but don't normally sell it then like you said, it will encourage you to think like, actually, this stuff is just sitting here. But what we're also going to be listing is things, websites and platforms where you can rent things. So you can either rent your own stuff or rent things from local tool libraries, for example. Um, So it will also encourage you to look at things, say if you have a drill, an electric drill that you only use like once a year or whatever, then people like close to you could borrow that for a fee or you could lend it out for free on some of the platforms. And it just means that this whole circular economy gets much more localized and people actually start thinking about it more if things are close to them and handy and you can make money from your stuff more easily. So if you have like a kayak, you can rent it um, to people on rentmy.com, for example, um, so yeah, there's just endless possibilities <laughs> that we can we want to show people. Yeah, it, it's incredible because it, it is it, it is kind of hidden. It's kind of you know it's, it's out there, but if you don't actively go and look for it, it, you never really find it. And when you do and actively look for it, it, it takes a lot of dedication to do that. And you know, some people have the best intentions ever, but they simply have a very a full on life. You know, they may have kids and they have a lot of work. They have friends they want to see and family and so on. And so making time to actively go and search for this sort of thing can be quite difficult. And I suppose you're kind of like meeting them where they are in, in a way rather than, yeah. 
you mentioned the term there, circular economy, um, a term that probably has been heard more so, more being heard more and more so recently, which is very good. Um, and and you also mentioned the term uh, online around the sort of reuse revolution. Um, for our listeners, I'd love maybe if you could dive a little bit more into each of those, just explain a bit more about you know what they are and and how you, yeah, how you use them. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'll start off by giving you an example of how um, we need the circular economy. So for mobile phones, which is something that everybody, you know, needs and really wants and lots of people want the latest model and uh, things like that. So there's um, when mobile phones are manufactured, most of them use 16 out of the 17 rare earth metals, um, which are a really finite resource for the planet. So this is like a really good example of how you can actually visualize the destruction of new stuff, basically, of, to the planet. So if every phone needs all of those rare metals, they all need to be mined. They all need to kind of literally destroy ecosystems to get those precious metals. Um, there's toxic byproducts that get seeped into the local soil and ecosystems. There's child slavery. There's, you know, so much bad stuff <laughs> is needed to mine the precious metals needed for mobile phones. And most people, and myself included until my most recent phone, um, just think, oh, I'll just it's just easy. I'll just get the next new phone on the contract. I don't really want to risk getting a secondhand phone because it will probably break because there is built-in obsolescence for mm -hmm. phones, obviously, which is mm -hmm. a, a terrible thing Of course, <laughs> um, where they're designed to not last forever like they used to. Which is silly, really. Yes, very silly. <laughs> and hopefully you'll um, come out of that soon. Yeah, I really hope so. And I think there are changes being made yeah. with Apple, for example, making products where you can replace the battery now yes, more easily exactly. and things like that. Exactly. Um, finally. But for, yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but at the moment, still so many people will get rid of their phone just because the next model comes out. It's not because there's anything wrong with it. Um, so one thing that people can do to change that system is the circular economy, where if you want to get the latest model, that's fine. But buy a secondhand phone, you know, that's already exists that somebody ha has passed on and it might be because it's been refurbished for example so it's electronic stuff does go wrong sometimes but it can all be fixed by the people that can you know make repairs um and there's loads of websites that you can use where you get a 12-month guarantee or even like a longer guarantee so you get that reassurance that you wouldn't have necessarily from buying just a secondhand phone from somebody that you don't know so I'm not discouraging that I think that's also a really great option um, but for people who might be resistant this is also a great option and you can do that through use and love just so you know <laughs> there's loads of mobile phone websites on there that um, do refurbished phones that's great um I, yeah, I actually quick, quickly on that note um I, I bought a refurbished phone once and it was actually pretty damn good uh, it, was, it was really yeah. really awesome um, and then ended up, um, uh, I got a new phone and a friend of mine was looking for a new phone. And so ended up basically, it went one more step down. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, that's you know, really good. the phone is being given a lot of love. Yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, I feel bad admitting that this is my first, um, first secondhand phone, but it's an, I've, because 
I've been on this journey for four years and I have had a new phone since then. But again, it's all part of the journey and nobody should expect themselves to be perfect on this journey. Just any steps that you take is better than none. <laughs> I mean, it, it's why I'll also in terms of food wise, obviously it's totally irrelevant here, but um, you know, it's, there, there is an argument to be made for being flexitarian or more flexible. We are flexitarians. Right. We're not we're not fully vegan. And I, I would like to go fully vegan, even though there are arguments for being flexitarian. But for our family and our lifestyle, I have a four and a two year old who are fussy eaters. I wish they weren't. <laughs> um, but they just don't eat the lentil goodness stuff that I try and make for them, which means that they don't, they aren't getting the good things that they need for their diet. So we do every now and again, eat meat, not very I mean, often. It's but gotta, It's um, got to be it's a balance, isn't it? I think. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and yeah wow. again it's just all part of the journey isn't it and seeing absolutely. what works for you absolutely and, and and i really like that you said you know nobody's perfect and that there should never be this whole like you know you shouldn't we shouldn't really expect ourselves to be to go we should definitely go as far as we can and do all the steps that we can to to try our best uh but at the end of the day you know so, if we all just do that that's good enough right yeah and there are some really easy steps that people can take for the for reuse revolution for example and I think a really good example of that is um paper towels so like people most houses will have rolls of paper towels that they just use <laughs> to wipe up all this stuff and you know to clean down surfaces and things because it's just habit everybody's done it forever there's loads of them in the supermarket <laughs> um but we've just switched I don't know if I've got any by me i can't see any here actually if you but do we've please just... that'll be great because i i have rolls in my kitchen right now yeah and, and, you know, <laughs> I, I think yeah if, if there's a, a solution around that that would make things easier that might be better yeah so you basically just buy a cup i think they're just called like reusable paper towels where they're like really pretty designs and you get like really like gorgeous prints and stuff like orangutans and or flowers or you know whatever <laughs> and they're just so nice to use and to look at and we've got ones with sharks on for the kids and stuff and they just I haven't noticed a difference at all in the fact that I don't have paper towels anymore because we've just got them that we can just grab and wipe up whatever mess it is and then put them in the washing machine so it's just part of the life that you can just reuse them and wash them and there's just no need to buy the disposable things anymore so there are lots of easy switches to make that we want to try and like blog about and help people think about things that they might not have thought of before. And is that part of the re reuse revolution? I have to say this, the first time I came across that phrase was actually when we were sort of looking at what you're doing. Is that, is that a mm. phrase that's used often? Are you coining it? Or tell us a bit more um, about it. I think we've probably pinched it from somewhere, but we're, we're rolling with it. I like <laughs> but, it. I like yeah. it. That's awesome. I think all of this is a revolution. And when, when we first came up with the idea of Used and Loved, we thought we should probably not try and talk about the climate, you know, climate element of the of buying secondhand because we didn't want to put people off that didn't care about the climate because there are loads of people that buy secondhand just because it's cheaper which is great and we're definitely you know trying to target everything that we're doing to talk to them as well um but actually over the last four years there is there has been a revolution I think like there really is so much more knowledge about it now so I think it's safe to to call it that. And it's nice that we people can come on this journey and feel like they are making a difference and part of this revolution. Um, so yeah, everybody should join in. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll leave the links and everything as well for, for our listeners. Um, that, that, that is, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. 
Um, and g- going back again to circular economy, sorry, just to qu- okay, very quickly clarify um, for people who, okay, I'm assuming everyone's come across the term uh, probably by now because it's been so popular, uh, but I suppose one really easy way to think about it would be going back to the phone example where you imagine stuff coming out of the earth and then it goes goes through you know transportation, manufacturing, more transportation, distribution, whatever, and then you use the phone and then you chuck it away and it just goes into the bin. Whereas to make it circular, you kind of just try and bring those ends. Oh, sorry, I think just hit the mic there. Uh, to, to, to make it more circular, you're just going to bring those end, ends together, right? And sort of instead of the phone going to waste, actually the materials can be reused to go back into the system again, or the phone itself can be reused by other people, right? Yeah, exactly. So even if, if the phone is broken, so many people just think, I'll oh, just literally throw it in the bin. <laughs> but because those precious metals can be, you know, pulled apart and taken and recycled by people who specialize in doing that for phones so don't just put it in your recycling bin that won't work (laughs) um yeah so yeah there's so uh, many options do you work with any of those kind of brands as well so like i know obviously from your side it's more about the reuse part but you know do you also list things like that for example on, on your website uh, we don't yet, but we definitely will be listing so many different resources for people to find and find ways to do all of that kind of stuff. And one good thing that I really try and talk to any business owners that I talk to is, you know, laptops that don't need used, uh, that can't be used anymore if they're too old or broken or whatever, to never just put them in the bin <laughs> because they can actually be fixed and reused. And I think businesses... I used to work for a global company um, and we had, I think, 70 people in the U- in Europe. And as soon as the, f- the laptop was over um, three years old, if anything went wrong with it, even if it just started to get slow, then they would be approved to just replace it. So there would be all these laptops. And because I worked there, I was like, give them to me. I'll, I'll make sure they get, you know, recycled properly. But um otherwise but that happens in so many places and there's no yeah, one like you there just so, don't know yeah. what, people just don't know what to do with them but yeah right. there are loads of resources that um we're going to share so <laughs> that's very cool I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it um i i, I looked online i will sign up uh, i have to say and, and use it more as well so tell me a bit more about kind of like where you are in the journey right now so obviously you started in uh, with any startup at the start it's going to be quite a slow start you know you go for a few years there's like very basic development you're testing an idea validating it speaking with people and that can take quite a while right mm-hmm. when did you actually get to a point where you can be like right we're going to launch this website so we had a launch a soft launch party just with some lo- some friends and some local people that have been helping us um on the first of or second of april this year um yeah, really recent. Thank you. And we were kind of hoping the website was going to be a little bit further along than it was, but we just went for the party anyway, because you, we just had to pick a date because it had been like four years. Um, but yeah, like you said, it has been a long journey and having the two kids along the way uh, have definitely slowed us down. Um, but we at the moment have eBay, Oxfam and some electronic shops like that I was talking about before, but we're just about to add um Gumtree, Preloved, Vintage, Spock, and a load more websites in the next few weeks. So then we can really shout about it, which is perfect timing for this podcast, because when this comes out, this is actually going to be reality. So it's now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, everyone definitely go and check it out. Um, So yeah, by the time this is out, which is right now, then you'll have a lot more brands, which is amazing. I myself will go and, and definitely check it out and see what I can get from there. Not for the sake of just buying stuff, but for the sake of actually something that I want to get. 
Um, I am looking for a good guitar right now, so hopefully I can find I can find a good secondhand guitar on there. That would be that would be quite yeah, nice. Yeah, you definitely should. And some of those other kind of electronics shops that I was mentioning. So there's one called Stock Must Go, for example, which um, takes stock. I don't know if you know this, but for Amazon, for example, if they have stock that they haven't sold and it they aren't going to relist it. They literally crush it and incinerate it. And it perfectly good, unopened laptops, phones, everything you could ever imagine, guitars, you know, everything. They just destroy it. <laughs> so there's, it's so bad and it, it's really, it makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so websites like Stock Must Go take all this stuff that would otherwise just get thrown away and then they sell it for cheaper. So it, it's secondhand, but um and quite a lot of it a lot of it is returns which is another issue um with returns for companies that take stuff they don't actually ever sell it on they just destroy it so anyway so there are there are basically as good as new condition things like guitars and, and laptops and phones and things that you can buy um that you would literally be saving from landfill so yeah. that's that's incredible wow yeah. so <laughs> is that on the website now that yes. brand already Mm-hmm. Yep, it's on awesome. there. So hopefully you awesome. should find a guitar. I'd love to hear you play it when yeah, you do get it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You know what? I'll, I'll do that. When, as soon as I buy one from your website, <laughs> then I will, uh, I'll I'll do a little something and send it over to you. Yeah, that would be great. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. Um, so you launched in April, right? Yes. And at the moment, are you? where do you consider yourself as a startup? Would you say your pre-seed, your seed, your... Pre-seed. Pre-seed, yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, we've just been growing organically. We haven't done any kind so of paid you bo- advertising. So have you everything as well? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So no, no previous investment in, in the business? <laughs> no, no investment. Wow. Apart from we've got some friends and family that have invested since January, but that's okay. all part of this round that we're doing now with the crowdfund, which oh, is another awesome. thing I'd quite like to plug if that's Please, okay. Please, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, so by more. the time this podcast comes out, our crowdfund is going to be um, just about to become live. So it's really is perfect timing. And it means that um, we're doing it through Cedars, which is a website where we, um, in exchange for the money that people give us through the crowdfund, you actually get equity into the business. Um, so the minimum investment is £10, but obviously more would be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can invest £10 and then you get a share of um, the share of used and loved, which means as we grow, and I really see this as being like a, a huge business because I can't see why people wouldn't search on used and loved first when they're looking for secondhand stuff. Um, so yeah, we have huge plans and you can literally be a part of that journey by by investing through the crowdfund so i love it so yeah, much I, I want to ask financial questions but i'm not going to um but that <laughs> sounds amazing i i think i personally would would love to actually um support there in, in any way that i can um how much are you looking to to get through the crowdfund or are you sort of is, are you just leaving it open and kind of seeing where it goes um, so about two hundred thousand. um if we overfund that would be great um which we we would like to do but um yeah two hundred thousand, and then uh, that will see us that will give us enough runway for the next kind of um, year and a half and then we'll be able to hopefully be making profit um, by that point anyway but then um, yeah and we've got so many plans of what we want to create so uh, we well actually one of the things that we've just made live already is the fact that you can share wish lists so it's something that you can't do anywhere else so say for example festival season's coming up me and my friends were all really excited to be able to go to a festival again after the last couple of years but 
we um, can create a wish list and um, think of all the things that we want to buy that we might need as essential stuff for camping at a festival. Um, and then we can share that with each other or share it on social media and people can um, also buy stuff that they find on that list. Um, and what we want to do is kind of share the great things that you can find on on uh, secondhand because I think that's the other tricky thing with secondhand is unless you really know what you're looking for it's difficult to to sift through all of the stuff you know so we're going to be um kind of really pushing this so that people can share all the great things that you can buy secondhand um so yeah that's live right now you can do that already that's very cool so I can send the wish list to all my friends and family and be like buy me this stuff yes <laughs> yeah for your birthday Christmas exactly or if you want to buy something for your parents and your and your siblings want to go in on it you can share the ideas and 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 also that's good for people who um love secondhand but maybe their siblings aren't that into it they can kind of take all the work out of it for them and just say look I found all this stuff like this is all secondhand it's all great we can buy it we don't need to buy new um so again it's going to help push the cause to um people buying less new stuff (laughs) I love it that's incredible um so I presume you're doing the crowdfund so you're not necessarily looking for uh investors at the moment but rather you're doing it through the through the crowdfunding um if you were uh, both actually so you're doing both and a- angels as well then yes yeah awesome do you want do you want to maybe say a little something so like imagine that there's an angel investor listening to this right now um what what would you say to them to kind of like get them to learn more about you and sort of check you out and potentially invest in you yeah so um i would say that the future for used and loved is massive like i've said um there's the secondhand market is growing 11 times faster than the traditional retail market. And I think that's just going to continue to escalate and overtake. Um, I think the kind of great way that that's been established now is the fact that the high-end luxury resale, um, sorry, retailers have taken on board that they need to do resale as well. So the fact that the high-end market has taken it on board and is bringing that into, um, into life it then will definitely feed down to everybody, you know? Um, so, yeah, so we are changing the future of the way people will shop for secondhand. We're making it easier. We're, um, we have global plans as well. So we, we are going to expand into Europe and the US and wherever else we can um, because it's just such an easy thing for us to replicate tech-wise. Um, that we can expand really fast, basically. So as soon as we get the funding that we need to do these last few things, then we're just thinking that it, hoping and knowing that it will explode, basically. I mean, it's, it sounds like also you've managed to build this with very few people, which is incredible, because um, that obviously means, you know, costs are lower and so on and so forth. So it, it can, you know, the money can go a longer way. Um, how do you plan to, obviously not, don't tell me fully, don't need to go into any details, but just, you know, roughly speaking, are you thinking of hiring more people after the round? Are you thinking of mainly just focusing on expansion and growth or sort of a bit of both? Um, so for the for this first round, um, it will just be expansion mainly. So we already have a junior developer working for us at the moment as an, an intern who's signed a one-year contract. Um, and she's brilliant. So she's working really closely with Davey to kind of take some of the pressure off Davey with all the work that needs to get done. Um, But all the work that does need to get done can get done by these two. Um, And the rest of the spend is basically going to be on marketing, getting the news out there, you know, doing as much outreach as we can 
um, to tell people where we are because um, I, somebody told me on one of our advisors told me on this journey that you can have the best thing in the whole wide world but if nobody knows about it then you're just like hidden in the internet um, so yeah so it's mainly going to be marketing that we're going to use the money for incredible incredible I think this is uh, it's great news when when that's uh, when it's going to be spent on marketing and, and growth I think that's always a great thing to have so yeah. that's wonderful yeah. It's incredible. Um, do you, your kids, I mean, you know, four years old, I suppose, a little bit early to, to think around that right now. But, you know, do you feel like the four year old shares the vision that, uh, that you're working on? Yeah, so they love a car boot sale. <laughs> That's uh, we, yeah, we're actually going to be doing a car boot sale on Saturday, the first time we're going to sell stuff with them. And we're convincing them to um, sell their toys that they don't use anymore because other children can use them and so we're really trying to like instill that into them and I think that's actually a really important point that you've touched on is the values that we want to pass on to our children but also to if more and more people start buying secondhand and buy secondhand more often for those that already do then that is what you're going to be teaching the children around you if you have children or you know if people other children people other people's children <laughs> see you um, oh, no, yes it, it's taking away the habit of everything needing to be bought new because it doesn't it, at all it, all this stuff already exists and so if your children or people that you know as children um grow up seeing that you don't buy everything new then that's what they're that's gonna... gonna be the yeah that's what they will learn yeah Absolutely. exactly it's it's really interesting because it is a bit of a mind shift i think in in it's just a way of th different way of thinking and i think it's we, we generally grow up, I mean, where I grew up, so I, I was born in Egypt and I came to the UK when I was 12. Um, and, you know, culturally speaking, there's a lot more pass downs. I, I don't know what it's like here because I didn't grow up here in that sense properly, but I think that does happen here still. But I feel like not as much. Like there's a lot more of, you know, like it, family members will pass things to each other if they don't want it anymore. And there's mm -hmm. like, you know, if someone has clothes they don't want, genuine like they will one person will sort of reach out to the rest of the family be like hey we have x y and z that we don't need anymore does anybody want this kind of thing and and that's a very common thing to do right mm. which is which is incredible because like you know it's not it's not being done out of um it's not being done out of like necessity it's being done out of being less less wasteful you know in yeah. a way um but then but then you sort of grow up and as you grow up you kind of start buying new stuff and you want new things and so on <laughs> and it's definitely a bit of a shift in mindset where just as you grow up you kind of want new stuff and cool things but you never really stop and ask yourself why that is mm. because in you know secondhand stuff is just as good like there, there are so many so many secondhand things out there that people rarely ever use as well that are in yeah. such good condition and a friend of mine she's she's very very good at finding incredible things in charity shops and, and secondhand places so I think she'll be the first person I tell about this uh, yeah, after the podcast. I'd love to speak to her. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, but it, but it's definitely a shift in mindset in going from you know, I I I don't I actually don't need any everything to be new. I don't need to go to you know a big shop or whatever to get whatever I need. I can just get it secondhand somewhere online, and that's fine. That's totally okay. Yeah, I can definitely see. I I know firsthand what the problem is. It's because of consumerism and capitalism, and the fact that you know all of these big corporations spend huge amounts of money in presenting to you in a really nicely displayed plate <laughs> all the things that they want you to buy and they kind of they um like I can't think what the word is they 
tempt you <laughs> they they sway you yeah into believing that you really need the stuff one experiment that I did on myself actually because I I just never go into new shops anymore because it's just too tempting <laughs> but so I went into Aldi the other day because I needed to get something so I was just near there and I thought I'll test myself and I'll go down those aisles where is all the stuff they have all the random the stuff food. yeah yeah of yeah <laughs> and my brain immediately switched back into saying to me that I needed that thing I was like oh that would be great <laughs> like I, w- I think that our lives would be better for having that thing but because I've obviously spent the last four years kind of training myself to um to not give in to those impulses um I was able to kind of step back and think no, I don't. <laughs> I don't need it. And I know I'll forget about it as soon as I've walked out of the shop. And I know I could buy it secondhand if I wanted to. So it's it's definitely a difficult thing for people to change their mindset on because, uh, you know, because of the way our brains work. <laughs> you mean you didn't go for the lawnmower and the axe? No, I didn't buy any of it. I was hairspray. so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it, it is always the most random, unrelated things in those hours as well, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite, it's quite brilliant, really. Um, I think I once bought a pair of gloves uh, from from Lidl, actually, in uh, in Cate's, funnily enough, mm. in uh, in Cardiff. And but I actually needed them because um, yeah, I, I was yeah. I wasn't really there to look for them, but I was cycling at the time and it was cold and my yeah. hands would get really cold. And I was walking past. I was like, wow, these gloves look very warm and amazing and they'd be great for my bike. I still have them to this day. I've yeah, had them for like four yeah. years now and or five maybe even longer i can't yeah this is a long time ago probably five or six years now and i still use them they're fantastic they're great that's really um, good so you know maybe i should have gone online to look for them to be fair uh but but yeah it's it's yeah. um it and is it's it, okay it's you know, okay it's definitely yeah, for yeah. You to have bought them and i still buy new stuff occasionally because it's something that i think actually i do just need it right now or i probably can't find that second hand or you know whatever um, and that really is fine because you are making an effort in other ways. So it doesn't matter. You don't need to be hard on yourself. But I, I do struggle with being hard on myself. So it's something that I, I preach more than I than I do because it is difficult because I think that I'm, you know, on this journey and I should try harder. But actually, no, I don't. <laughs> just just do your best. And that's it. No, yeah. None of us are going to be perfect. No, absolutely. Yeah. Do you, um speaking of kind of like, you know, trying to do the best that we can. Do you have any, do you measure anything? Like, do you track any certain metrics to help you define the impact that you're making in some way through the not business? At, not at the moment, but we are going to be adding a carbon calculator. Um, so it means that we will have um, anything that you buy from our website because it will be, be secondhand. It will be able to record what the carbon impact that you've saved basically and we'll also be able to show the impact that you've had by referring people. So say if I referred you to the website and then you bought a load of secondhand stuff, um, I wouldn't see what you bought, obviously, but I would be able to get some like minimized um, kind of reduced, uh, what's it called? Uh, like points basically on my profile. And if, if you referred somebody and they referred other people we're going to be able to record all of that. So it will feed back into your original profile to show the impact that you have. Yeah, because it, that's all it takes is talking to one person about it, uh, about anything secondhand, sustainable, you know, greener ways of living. And the impact that that has on that person is like immeasurable, but we want to try and make it measurable to show people that it really does make a difference to spread the word and tell people about it. So 
uh, yeah, watch this space. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's amazing. And I'm really happy that you kind of, you're, you're thinking about that now as well in terms of the, the impacts and, and measuring those things. Cause I think people love to see, people love to see the real results of their actions. Right. And if, if you can show people like here is how much carbon you've saved from emitting into the atmosphere just by buying this item secondhand compared to if you'd bought it new, for example, I feel like that would kind of, again, be a positive feedback loop for people. Um, and of course, it, it's not the user's jobs to tell you what to build. Uh, we simply just say our opinion and then it's your, it's your decision to, <laughs> to do what you want with it. Um, but no, that's, that, that does sound incredible. It's amazing. Um, I guess what one last closing, um, what one or two last closing things I kind of wanted to quickly touch on. Um, so as I understand, you are on the commercial side, right? And and uh, and your partner is on the uh, development side, right? Um, if somebody loves what you do and wants to get in touch with you and maybe help you out somewhere and or potentially do like you know um, I don't know a short internship or something like that, just someone someone really cares about what you do and loves it and they want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way that they could potentially do that? Yes, definitely. So uh, anybody. <laughs> anybody that wants us to help in any way um so things that we need help with so at the moment I'm doing everything that's not tech um so marketing you know content creation anything like that that people want to help with we I'm definitely welcome it um the other things that we are kind of uh learning on a kind of steep learning curve as well is the kind of e-commerce space and um there's loads of stuff about like the metrics of how to measure um you know um success and improvements and and um, all of that kind of stuff so just anybody that knows anything <laughs> that wants to help we will welcome it uh, you can contact us through the through the website or um or through linkedin or wherever Amazing, amazing. We'll we'll definitely leave a link to the website as well uh, in the description so that listeners can can go and check it out. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Any any last closing thoughts that you have that you'd want to share with the listeners? Um, it, it doesn't have to be a yes, by the way. Yeah, it's... no. The one thing that I do really want to share is we've got a QR code <laughs> that I can um, like hold up to the screen. I know that some people will just be listening to this, but I think it is being recorded for video. Um, but this will be a QR code that we'll be able to see um, people that came specifically from this podcast. It would be like really interesting to see. Um, and it takes you through. Um, I'll just hold it up. So if people want to go on it. So you can scan that on your phone and then it will take you through to our website and then um, it will take you to a page where you can sign up. So yeah, so if you can, if you scan the QR code, then that will yeah, take, so it'll take you awesome. to our website, to our sign up page. So it will be great. We're really ramping up the signups now so we can really start shouting about used and loved and especially when this podcast actually comes out it's going to be perfect timing so everybody sign up <laughs> that's perfect no absolutely and we do encourage everyone to go and check it out and definitely um, go and sign up like i said we'll leave a link in the description as well for people to check it out jess thank you so much for coming today i know you're very busy so thank you for making time for this um looking forward to where it goes it sounds very exciting and it sounds like it's going to very, very big places soon so definitely going to keep an yeah, eye out yeah, we're really and excited. we'll keep an eye out on the crowdfunding on the new brands you've got on there as well on everything so yeah best of luck and carry on doing what you're doing thank you for coming thank today. you so much it was a really great chat really nice to meet you thank you same to you we hope that you liked the episode. This podcast was sponsored by QFind, a hiring platform that matches candidates with jobs and employers based on many factors that ensure longer term alignment. It goes way beyond package and salaries and takes into account much, much more than that to ensure a happy 
working environment for everybody. To find out more about this podcast and to see further releases, we'll be announcing them at the at qfinds.io Instagram page, as well as on the qfinds.io website, as well as from my own personal uh, Instagram page and my own personal LinkedIn. All information you need that we spoke about in the podcast, all this information mentioned here will be mentioned below in the description. So take a look, visit those links. And if you like anything you want to get in touch, uh, please do. And lastly, stay tuned for more. Have an amazing week ahead of you.